we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, the author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast was inspired. And every week on Tuesdays, we continue the tradition of learning something new from people around us. In my case, back in 1995, Maury Schwartz, my old college professor, was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease and taught me every week, one Tuesday at a time what was important in life and what, what wasn't. And it was a, a remarkably blessed class that I got a chance to do one Tuesday at a time for months and months until Maury was no longer with us. Uh, but I wrote a small book called Tuesdays with Maury to pay his medical bills. One person read it and passed it on to somebody else, passed it on to somebody else. And now look how large the classroom has grown for a man who's not even here to teach it, which is pretty remarkable tribute to the power that we have when we influence others. We never know and may never know after we're gone, the kind of influence that that one act of kindness had. Because if you touch one person and they touch somebody as a result and they touch somebody as a result, look how much you have touched the world. And to that regard, we have an interesting story to kick off today's podcast from my friend and producer of the program, Lisa Goich, who of course is here every week, but is going to share something with us this week, a little front and center that talks a lot about interconnection between one another, even in the case of strangers. Hi, Lisa, tell us what you, tell everybody what you've told me. Hi, Mitch. Hi, Lisa. So this is what happened. I was just flipping through the internet and I saw this, you know, when you go through the internet, you'll see like a little graphic for a news story, whatever. Right. Sure. And the, the way that it was written was just, you know, they just gave the points. So it said school bus driver arrested for kidnapping for pulling bus over uh, with unruly students or something like that. And I was like, what? So like, I just thought, is this headline really poorly written or, or is this the real story? You know? So I checked out the story and indeed it was a bus driver in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. His name is Thomas Young, who had a very unruly bus full of students. School administrators twice tried to calm the kids down and they would not quiet down. So the bus driver feeling that it was dangerous for the kids to be not in their seats and to be doing what they were doing, talking and stuff, pulled the bus over for nine minutes on the side of the road. Long story short, some kids called their parents. The parents got all upset and they got this guy for kidnapping, for pulling a bus over to try to get kids to calm down for nine minutes. Kidnapping and child abuse were the original charges filed against this man. It upset me so much. And I think really influenced by this podcast, I always feel the need now to do things for people that are kindnesses, just random. So I thought, you know, I, I posted just a comment in the thread and I'm like, you know, maybe we can start a GoFundMe for him to try to, he had like $60,000 bail, a bunch of other things uh, coming up. And I said, maybe we could just do a GoFundMe to try to pay for his bail, which would have been, you know, 10% of the 60,000. So $6,000. So everybody on the thread in this People Magazine thread was like, yes, 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 I'd love to be involved. So I started a, a GoFundMe. 
people are donating. We get like $1,200 and it's all wonderful news, right? Meanwhile, I didn't want to start it without contacting his lawyer or him. So I went into like full on reporter mode. I ended up calling the jail. I got two different kinds of accounts at the jail so that I could put money into his commissary account for him so he could have things while he was in jail. And then there's this other thing called, I think it's called jail ATM, something like that. And you can give a certain amount of money to inmates to email them. So it comes through on your phone as a text, but it comes through to them as an email. So they get a certain amount of time every day to go take a break in some room where I'm assuming there are computers and I could converse with the, with the person. So I was able to converse with Thomas Young while he was in jail. He was very happy that people were thinking about him. I wanted him to mostly know that people were on his side because to me, it he seems was a, so- a 68 year old man yes. who uh, had, I think this was his second day of driving the bus. Is that right? He had um, just started. Uh, I, you know, I did not know that. Did you read that it was his second yeah. day? Because stories, that's the yeah. one thing I did not know that it was the second day. I thought he was, yeah. he had been driving for like a year or something like that, but no, maybe he, in this school district or maybe something. in that district. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was a kind man. He's a 68 man. He has no record. Like there's not, he's never done anything in his life wrong. Um, <laughs> that at least has gotten legal problems. So anyway, we started this GoFundMe. Make a very long story short, the second day of the fund, they pulled my fund down off of GoFundMe because you're not allowed, apparently, to fund people's legal expenses if they are, quote, criminals. On the same day that it got pulled down, I had a news interview. They ended up letting him off that day. They did not have enough evidence Evidence. because he was not convicted of any crime. Um, He just had this you know, he was just arrested for this. Well, they also didn't charge him. I mean, from what I've read, they basically said there, there was no reason to file kidnapping charges against him. And right. uh, So they dropped it. Yeah. So they dropped all charges because they said that they couldn't charge him. And by the way, he was doing everything by the book. There's literally a, um, I talked to this reporter, there's like a handbook for the bus drivers and everything he did was exactly in the book. So, Anyway, my fund got taken down, but another woman, I've met all these friends now. I have a bunch of new friends from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, who are awesome people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the women contacted me and she said, well, since I'm local, why don't I start another fund? I helped her craft the language so that it wouldn't get it flagged or anything, right? And as of today, I think that their fund is like at $3,600 or something for him. So it's been great. He doesn't have a job right now. And if they can't get the arrest taken off his record quite yet. So they have to work on that. So everybody knows, you know, when you have an arrest on your record, it's very difficult for you to find another job. So the lawyers are trying to work on that now. So until he can get another job, we thought we would try to help him have some money to live on until that comes through. So I don't know. It just seemed like it to me, it was proof that, hey, look what you can do. Here's somebody who needs help. I don't know him. It's in Oklahoma. It's not even in Los Angeles. It's nothing nearby. It's not a friend or a relative. But I was able to help him and wrangle up all these people to be involved in his campaign and assistance. So what, I, what I hear when I hear the story is something that I think a lot of people go through is they hear of something that strikes them as unfair or unjust. And what happens afterwards 
is usually they shake their head. They say, boy, that's awful. Mm -hmm. And then they move on because they feel that there's nothing that I can do about it. Right. That's the famous sentences with nothing I can do about it. So you kind of broke through the little ceiling that exists in those kind of cases. You sort of smashed through it and said, well, what if I can do something about it? And you looked at something that you hadn't probably even known before. Like you said, I, I never heard of Jail ATM, but I think it's a great name. <laughs> I know. It's an actual website. Look it up. But uh, okay, you found out about it because you wanted to do something. And so necessity was the mother of invention in this case. You you went out and 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 found out what you needed to know because your desire to do something you desire to make a difference or, or right or wrong overcame your natural human tendency to say ah what can i do it's too much trouble it's yeah. it's it's not worth it or somebody and else will take care of somebody it somebody you know else I mean? will take care of it right and that separate from what you were able to do for this guy how you helped him get out of jail and by the way i've read his comments since he got out of jail and he was remarkably calm and accepting of how people might have seen the situation. Mm -hmm. He apologized to anybody who might have thought that he did something to hurt their kids or make them angry or anything like that, even though he didn't and it wasn't his attempt, but he said, I certainly understand if people felt that way because everybody's, you know, that way with their kids And then he said he learned a lot from the inmates at the jail where he spent a week. He he wasn't in there for a couple of hours. He was there for a week. Full week. And he said he learned a lot about God and, and, uh, you know, how to lead a life and his life uh, while he was there. So in its own way, he was able to spin this in a very positive way. But you didn't know any of that was going to happen. You didn't know that he would even get out. You you. You took the time to get involved at least as deeply as, you know, you could to find out, well, well, let's see how far I can get involved. And what you found out was that you could actually do something for him. What's the lesson in all this? The lesson is that there is something to be done almost all the time that we as humans tend to walk away from and just not do anything. And when you do take the step to do something, you would be amazed at the impact that one person can have. Lisa had this impact on this gentleman, the bus driver, kept him perhaps from facing bogus charges. Uh, Yeah. And probably even separate from that, you gave him hope that somebody out there would see an injustice and say, let's step forward and try to do something about it. That's it. That to me was the most important thing for me to do. It wasn't even really the GoFundMe because I thought if worse comes to worse, I'll just send him some money. You know, like that was my thought. But I really wanted him to know that there were hundreds of people on this People magazine thread who saw this as such a great injustice. I'm talking probably even thousands. It was well over hundreds. 
who just felt that what was happening to him was wrong. And I thought he probably doesn't have access to this information now, but I want him to know that people all over this country, probably world, because that's a wide ranging thing. It was like on Instagram there that are thinking about him and think that, wait a minute, stop. I'm on this guy's side. And I think sometimes when you're going through troubles or whatever, all you want to know is that somebody's got your back. You know what I mean? You And I think that that's more important than anything or that somebody believes you, which is always very important in times right. where you're trying to say, I didn't mean that. I did. All you want for someone to say is, I believe you. Right. And Especially that's when what I want. The whole world seems to be jumping on the opposite side, which is easy to do. Oh, these days. Social media. <laughs> Everybody kidding? has an opinion on everything before they get the facts. In fact, the facts get in the way of the opinion that they want to express, so they frequently Often. aren't even searching out the facts. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. Now, I'll tell you my sort of parallel story a number of years ago. There was a party being hailed during the Super Bowl week here in Detroit that was very unusual. A lot of parties during the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. Corporate parties and celebrity parties. But this party was a party for the homeless. And I read this story. I couldn't really get a lot of details on it. But it's going to be some kind of Super Bowl party for the homeless. I thought that sounds a little weird. <laughs> so I looked into it. And what it turned out to be was it was sort of a euphemism for the city of Detroit, which was hosting the Super Bowl, to get all the homeless people off the street so that they wouldn't bother all the visitors who were coming into downtown Detroit. Ah, and kind yes. of put them all in one big shelter. And yeah, on Sunday night, <laughs> let them watch the game. But the main thing was to have them off the street by, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so that they wouldn't get in anybody's way. And then on Monday morning, put them back out into the street, even though it was like six degrees outside and snowing. And I just thought this was such a cruel thing, just like you. And I said, I, this just seems wrong. It's got to be something I can do about this. Well, I wasn't going to stop the Super Bowl party for the homeless, but I went down to a shelter and I spent a night at the homeless shelter just to write a story. My thinking was, let me write a story about what it's like to spend a night at the shelter for someone else mm -hmm. and explain how you don't take that away from somebody after you give it to them. Uh, you don't right. say, here, you can have it for a few days. Now you're gone. Get, get back out, out of here. the street. Right. Yeah. That's fungible like that. While I was down at the homeless shelter that night, after getting my bar of soap and my blanket and my bed assigned, I was online for the meal, the dinner meal, and this older guy was standing in front of me, and he kind of turns around, looks at my face, looks me up and down, finally says, aren't you Mitch Album?" And I said, Yeah. And then he looks me up and down again. He says, so what happened to you? Oh, uh -huh. And of course I laughed. And then 
I realized he wasn't laughing. And I realized, you know what, he's serious and he has every right to be serious. I'm mm-hmm. sure in his case, he never thought that he would be on a line like that. But something right. happened and there he was. And I'm right. sure he just figured, well, Mitch Album, you know, might have been flying high at one point, but something probably happened. Now he's down here with us. Yep. And I was very moved by that encounter. And as a result, when I came back the next day, I wrote a story about it. I mentioned that story in there. And I asked the people who were reading it, just as you asked people on a GoFundMe, I asked the people who were reading it to try to send in a few bucks and see if we could raise $60,000. That was the total, $60,000, which would have been enough money to keep all the people who had been put in the shelter for the Super Bowl party in the shelter until April when it got warmer. So at least you weren't throwing people on the snow. Wow, that's amazing. Well, here's the amazing part. After one week, I had $325,000 raised. Wow. All from people who felt the same way that I did. That way, this is wrong. But didn't have a way to sort of act on it until I wrote that story. Uh Mm -hmm. And so they sent in $10 and $5 and $25 and whatever. And we got $325,000. And with the $325,000, which is way more money than we needed for the original idea, I formed something called Say Detroit, S-A-Y Detroit, which stands for Super All Year Detroit instead of like Super One Weekend, like a Super Bowl. And we started a charity that would help homeless causes and homeless shelters and kids who were victims of their parents' homelessness and things like that. And today, that was 2006, today that organization, Say Detroit, has nine separate charitable operations underneath its umbrella. And it's a multi-million dollar uh, operation every year. Now, and it does a lot of good for a lot of people. And it does so all the way back to the simple act of saying, I should do something about this. Yes. Now, I remember the morning or the afternoon when I was going to go down to the shelter. And there was part of me was like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. You're going to now go spend a night at a homeless shelter. It's freezing cold out. Why, Why are you pushing yourself for this? Nobody cares if you do this or not. Nobody is asking you to do this. And it was almost as if I had to take my hand and push my own head forward, you know, like, go, go, go. But I forced myself to go. And I look at now, say Detroit, which is this burgeoning organization, which has all these wonderful people working for it and, you know, affects thousands of people in the city. And if I had just, if I listened to that voice that said, ah, don't bother, ah, don't do, why get involved? None of it would have happened. No. So it's that. That spark that you felt when you saw that bus driver story or that I felt when I saw that Super Bowl homeless thing. And then that acting on it and say, I can do something. Let me do one thing. Let me just see what this one thing leads to. Mm-hmm. If everybody who's listening to us just went out and did that one thing, besides thinking about it or rolling your eyes or saying, boy, That's how terrible. It. You'd be amazed at the dominoes that you would knock over. That's so absolutely Lisa Goyt it. has been a great 
teacher today. Thank you, Lisa, for taking Maury's mantle on this program. I did. I, I feel like I'm back in his bedroom. Just I learned. Office, just I learned from him. this podcast, Mitch, and I learned from I think, you. I think you, you, well, today you taught from the podcast. So <laughs> thank you for that. And I hope everybody got something good out of that. And write us and tell us what little act that you went out and did as a result of this little podcast. And maybe we'll be able to talk about your story in weeks to come. And when you see a little thing that you can do, by the way, I just want to let you know it's never too big or never too small. You can make a difference. One thing will lead to another. Mm -hmm. Good job, Lisa Goich. Oh, We're proud thank of you, you, Mitch. Good proud job of you on your end, too. Tuesday People Podcast. <laughs> We're here every week, as they say. You can find us at wetuesdaypeople.com on the web. You can read more about our previous shows and previous topics and Find out a way to get in touch with us and tell us uh, what you're going to do in that one small act that may lead to some big acts. Until mm -hmm. then, on behalf of Lisa Goich, our good Samaritan <laughs> and producer, I'm Mitch <laughs> Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people. <laughs>